Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. And we are the parents of four kids under the age of six. We know that parenting can be tough, but it's also the most important thing we have ever done. Each week, we'll share stories from our family and discuss what we're learning as we parent in real life. And hopefully, we can learn something from each other along the way. So join us once a week as we laugh about the highs and lows of parenting. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 12 of Parenting in Real Life. We are back. It was a busy holiday season for us, so we just pushed the pause button on the podcast. So I know you've been dying for the next episode, so here it is, and it's a good one. It is a good one. We'll start off with a Parenting in Real Life moment. All right, this time we're going to share a parenting win, because we usually talk about the (laughs) terrible things that are happening, but we have a win this time. Ready for this? All of our kids are sleeping through the night. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, it didn't start... Well, it started because I weaned Jack, and that that's what did it for him, which is also what happened with Chloe. Once I weaned our kids, then they, those two, they slept through the night. And unfortunately, I got the flu um, a few days after I weaned Jack. And Seriously, like the worst flu ever, like coughing all night, neither of us could sleep because she was coughing. This is seriously the sickest I've been in like 10 years. It was really bad. So a few days after I weaned Jack, (laughs) I get the flu. I can't sleep because I'm coughing all night. So we're still not sleeping through the night. But now it's been like a week and we've had successful sleeping through the night all week. It's been awesome. Feels weird. It does feel weird. But I'm excited to like keep this going, you know, and see like, wow, I have energy. (laughs) It's good weird. Good weird. Yeah. So that was our win. We have more big news. We have set up a Patreon. So if you haven't heard of Patreon, Patreon is a an app that allows all of you um, to support us in our podcasting efforts if you so desire. Um, we really like podcasting. We think it's fun. We want to keep doing it. And we want to build out a website and maybe even make a store where we can sell some fun parenting uh, paraphernalia. But to do that, we need your help. So we have it set up so that you can donate per month and you can choose to donate as little as $1 a month. In fact, we'd love if you became um, a $1 a month supporter of our podcast. But you can donate as much as you want and so every month you can chip into the fund that will help us keep our doors open. You can find our Patreon account at www. Dot Patreon, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash P-I-R-L. So today's episode is a special episode because we are interviewing Alan's brother Scott and his wife Jenna. We thought it'd be fun to talk to them about uh, what they learned from being parents mm-hmm. and advice that they would give to parents, people who are going to be parents for the very first time. Mm-hmm. So the backstory here is we have uh, my sister and brother-in-law are pregnant for the first time. And my, my brother-in-law is great. He said to all of us, what advice would you give a first-time parent? He's the youngest kid in his family, and so he hasn't been around a lot of kids. And so he wants advice. And so we thought, oh, well, let's make a podcast. And Scott and Jenna are both great parents. They're the kind of parents that do a lot of research and like find the best ways. And so... Um, 
we, as I think you've found, are more like a shoot from the hip and find what works kind Just of wing it. parenting. <laughs> um, they they really do their research, and, and so they had some, some great tips. So I hope you enjoy this interview. And that's actually really nice for us because I, we can always ask them questions. We're like, so what kind of reading did you do about this? <laughs> they know. They know their stuff. Yep, that's, that's the best. They're nice to have around. Yep. Enjoy. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us, guys, and for <laughs> being on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we thought maybe we thought maybe we'd start with just introducing you guys a little bit. Maybe you could tell us about yourselves, where you guys are, and your kids, and stuff like that for people who don't know you. We are the Tanners, the other Tanners, <laughs> Jenna and Scott. And we have four kids, ages eight, six, four, and six months. And life is a ball. <laughs> and Alan, younger brother, one of my younger brothers, but they beat us to the four kid mark. It's true. So we had to catch up. <laughs> I know Jack's gonna be one next month. It's super weird. Jackie boy. So the the inspiration for this is the fourth Tanner sibling. Annie is pregnant, and her husband is the youngest kid in his family. Cole is his name. And so he was asking our family, what what should I read or do to get ready to be a parent? He's nervous about being a parent for the first time. And so we thought it would be fun to talk to you guys um, as seasoned parents about what you would recommend for a first-time parent in particular. So we asked you guys to think of like five random parenting tips that maybe he won't um, think of or maybe some things that he will think of, but to kind of give us your your thoughts. Absolutely. Uh, We were primed for this and we've had a chance to think about it. (laughs) Um, So the first one that I'm going to share, so I'm going to share two and Jen's going to share three because we are a happy family. (laughs) So what I wanted to share is you have to be able and willing to put down the baby. Mm. So just like you're supposed to put down the ducky to play the saxophone, you've got to put down the baby if you want to be happy. The story behind this is when we had our first, Olivia, I would get fairly frustrated fairly quickly when she would cry and I didn't, you know, it didn't seem like there's anything that I was doing to stop her from crying. And it seems like they're always crying at the worst times. So I think one of the things that I learned with later kids that I wish I would have done more with our first was you have to be willing to set the baby down, walk out of the room before you get too upset. Um, I never like did anything crazy to our kids, but I think it's okay, for, especially if you're a first-time parent, especially for Cole, since his, his family probably hasn't kind of dealt with the kind of the crazy crying babies that don't stop crying thing. Um, set the baby down, walk out of the room for five minutes, and kind of catch your breath. Um, there's nothing that says you can't do, do that. So, anyway, that's my first tip. I like that. I think, too, you know, it's I think when you're a first-time parent, I think you think you can't let your baby cry. Like, it's stressful to hear a baby cry, or you feel like you have to always pick them up. And the more kids that I have, they cry, and I just kind of, like, <laughs> tune it out. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> they can just cry. Not a big deal. But that first one, having them cry, you're like, what's wrong? What do I need to do? You know, so 
Yeah. I think that's a good tip. So stressful. I had a very similar moment with Cammie. I remember it was super late and like we hadn't slept at all. And I was just like, Cammie, go to sleep. And it's, <laughs> it's like, man, this is a very intense feeling. The the exhaustion on top of the stress and everything's new. And then you have this screaming thing that won't stop. It's it's overwhelming. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can't remember who told me. Probably mom or somebody. You know, you're not going to hurt them by setting them down and walking away. Yep. So uh, I'll go ahead and, and do one here. So I had experience, actually, when our second was born, um, he was really turned around the whole day and the night thing. So he would sleep a lot during the day, and everybody thought he was really angelic and the best baby ever. And he would be miserable all night. And so by the time we got to our two-week appointment, I went into the pediatrician, and I was exhausted and probably a little depressed and I didn't mean to but I lost it and just started crying and I also had my two and a half year old in there with me so I had the two and a half year old and the baby and I'm sobbing to the pediatrician about how it is. <laughs> <laughs> Blunt, best doctor ever he just sat me down and he said you know what and it's kind of similar to what Scott just said he said if you need to put the baby down and just let him cry for a while that's okay. You are a great mom. And he said, or if you want to just hold that baby all day long, and that's what makes him happy and happy, that's okay. You're a great mom. <laughs> and he, he was so good at not buying into one camp or another. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's my biggest pieces of advice for Annie and Cole, is I do feel like there are two main camps when it comes to particular you have your attachment parenting and then you have like the parent directed mm-hmm. parenting parents decide when they eat and sleep whereas the attachment style the baby decides when they think and both sides are really anti the other side and you can find a lot of uh-huh. the books kind of ash one way and promote the other way and I think you just need to Figure out what works for you, and that's great. Don't worry about what other people are saying or what other books are saying, um, because one way might be great for you, and another way might be great for your friend or your sister or whoever else is parenting along with you. Um, But just find what works for you and do it. For us, I'm a big baby wise believer and I know that there are a lot of people who are not and that's okay but for us that worked really well it was great to kind of get our kids on this little rhythmic routine and that really did help them happier during the day and sleep better so I love that it worked for us I tell everybody I love the book I recommend it it doesn't mean that I think what other doctors or books say is wrong that's just what worked great for us I disagree. It's big prize of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've been like pretty entrenched in some camps and whether it's like how they sleep or how they what they eat or whatever it is, but what I've learned after four kids is like even what we were like after Cammy, we thought like some things are like it is this way, you know, like this is the way to do it. 
And then Chloe comes along, and she's different, and the things that worked with Cammy don't work with Chloe. And that, you know, now I feel like everything we thought was, like, the rule of parenting and, like, the proper way to do it, almost everything's been flipped on its head, you know? Because kids are just different. Like, Jack is still waking up once or twice a night. And, like, I never thought we would have an 11-month-old that is waking up this much. Like, we were... With Cammy, we we had her at like six weeks. With um, Nathan, he was pretty fast. But with Chloe and Jack, you know, like we're using the same tricks, and it just doesn't have the same results. Yeah. So I, I like that. Be be flexible and find what works for you. Totally. Yeah, and just get fanatical about anything because, like you said, somewhere along the line, it's not going to work, and you're going to have to adjust. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one thing that I, I remember Cole asking about with the parenting is he brought up some odd little things like how do I know what to do and what not to do and I can't remember his examples now but I remember chuckling when he asked just thinking wow you're really worried about that <laughs> um, but stuff like am I not allowed to leave the baby alone if Annie's not here just funny things like that. and he asked for a book recommendation what I realized is that I've never read a book that delineates like things that you have to do or that you can't do. Where I get all that information from is from my pediatrician. Every time you go in for a regular checkup, like your well check, I don't know about you guys, but I've always been given some kind of handout. Like this is development-wise what they do at two months, and these are the safety things you should watch for, and... This is what you should do, and this is what you shouldn't do, and this is what you watch for at this time. And I've never felt like I needed a book because they're so good at giving you that information right. to the doctor. And it's just a lot easier to digest, too, when it's mm-hmm. that stage. This is what to worry about right now instead of sifting through a whole bunch all at once. So I was going to tell Cole, relax. You don't have to read a book about that. <laughs> it's honestly not that much. You're really going like you're not gonna ruin your kid. I mean, most of it's pretty common sense. So, yeah, and I think that's another tip in itself is to find a good pediatrician. Because I've had, I mean, we've moved so much. I've had quite a few pediatricians. I've had some really amazing ones and some not so amazing. I think, you know, sometimes it's hard to know what you're gonna get. So I usually look up ratings online or ask people if you're moving, you know, ask people in the area who's a good pediatrician or your friends or whatever. And you can usually find someone that that's good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, our pediatrician in Heber, man, he was just every time I went in, he had all these great tips and not even just for the kid I was there for, but for like the siblings and stuff too. Like, okay, well, and this is how the siblings should be responding to the baby now. Cause I'd usually have all my kids at the appointment with me. So, <laughs> so they'd be like, okay, so this is what you can do to help mom, you know, and stuff. So he was just so good. All right. All right. My second tip is do whatever you can to make the onerous parts of being a new parent more enjoyable. So, for me, the hardest thing is getting up with them at night, and they're just awake, and they cry every time you put them down. That's, to me, the pinnacle of frustrating, you know, a challenging thing about being a parent. So, 
one of the things that I did not do with our first is watch TV or movies in the middle of the night when I was up with her. I don't think I was up with her that much. You know, I'm not trying to take credit here. I think Jenna did most of that. But um, I know for our second, I think for our third, I was getting up a little bit more at night. And um, I mean, Netflix has been a total game changer with this as well. So, I mean, doing something like that while you're pacing the room makes the time fly by. So, um, anyway, I thought I'd share a, a little bit more of a practical tip. Maybe that's kind of intuitive. Everyone would think to do that, but I kind of was worried about doing that with our first, I think. So, anyway, just want people to know that that is a great option. Use your resources and do things. You don't have to just totally cut yourself off from everything just because you're taking care of the baby. So true. Yeah, I like that. I think that's something I didn't do either. Like when with Cammy, when she would wake up at night, I wouldn't go watch shows, which I should have because it keeps your mind off of what you're doing. Like instead of thinking about so much, how you want to be asleep and this kid won't stop crying or won't go to bed, you can just watch something that's entertaining and and not worry about it so much. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's interesting. I was looking back through. Um, some of the notes that I wrote to Alexis the other day and you know, I read a note every morning and um, I was looking after Jack was born <laughs> and every day it's like, well, we're going to be tired today. And, like <laughs> every single day. It's just, you hear that as a pre parent, but I don't think you can appreciate just how little sleep you will learn to survive on. It's incredible how we can function on, half or less of the sleep that we thought we needed before Mm -hmm. and you do that for months and months on end it's buckle up but uh (laughs) we do it somehow so i yeah enjoy your wee hours of the morning somehow or another okay so my last one is actually about breastfeeding for those who choose to do that i just feel like When I was getting ready to have my first, I went and attended the class at the hospital, and people they have teaching those classes make it sound like it is the most natural, wonderful, easy thing in the world, and it's just (laughs) So I feel like my tip would be to just know that a lot of times breastfeeding is really hard, and you're not great at it and your baby's not great at it all at once. It just takes learning on both sides. Um, and to get that support, especially while you're in the hospital and you have access to those lactation consultants, pretty much on call, you can have somebody in your room helping you to take advantage of that. I feel like with my first, again, I was, maybe I didn't know or I was too shy or I didn't want to admit that, It was hard, but I didn't get the help that I needed and that could have made those first couple weeks better. So, yeah, I just think, yes, it it can turn into something natural and wonderful, but it doesn't always start out that way. Yeah, that is so true. Oh, man. It's a huge learning curve at the beginning. And I think with each baby, it's gotten easier just because I knew what I was doing. I think that's definitely something you have to learn is how – how to do it. 
And people talk about too how wonderful it is. And honestly, I don't love breastfeeding. I do it because it's a good option for my kids and it's super cheap. <laughs> but I I just I can't wait until I I wean my kids cuz I just don't really enjoy it. So, you don't have to love it either. <laughs> Yeah. Different for everybody. And yeah, it's kind of the same like with every kid being different too. Even on baby number four has been like our biggest struggle with feeding. You think by number four, you have it down, but some different issues which made it really hard. So I I feel like this time around what I did do was get lots of help and it made all the difference. That's good. Yeah, I think sometimes too, like when you're with your first baby, you don't realize how exposed you're going to be when you're having a baby and with the nursing and stuff, but all, all privacy is completely gone. Like just, just be open with it. Let it go. Cause there's going to be doctors looking at you everywhere. Just, it's fine. They do it all the time. Not a big deal. <laughs> no modesty in motherhood. No, no, get over it quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I share another tip? Oh, yeah. So one of the things that I was thinking about today as we were kind of uh, preparing for this little interview is that I think with the first baby, I expected too much, and I projected too much of my frustration on the baby, on our daughter Olivia. And I think that has made, that has, that has made it hard. And it made it hard when she was young. And I think one of the things that I'm happy to say that I've learned is to have a little more sympathy for the baby. Um, I think it's so easy for, you know, everything we talked about was, you know, all the ways that it's hard, right? And tons of things about having a new baby, especially the first baby, they're super challenging. But I think the key is not to let that frustration spill over into kind of resentment or frustration for that baby. You know, they're just a little baby. They, they don't know what they're doing, all that stuff. And um, I remember specifically with our son, Luke, I think it was like the first night we brought him home. He was, I don't know if he had gas um, or whatever, but he was like wailing. Like every time we put him down, like, Seconds later, he just start screaming, and um, of course, you get home to the hospital. You're tired, you're stressed, and you just want to sleep. And anyway, I remember when that was happening. Somehow, something just clicked for me, and I started thinking about, okay, what can I do to help our son feel more comfortable? And you know what? You know, I felt almost felt bad that he was feeling bad. And I don't know that I felt that way with our first one. <laughs> or the other. <laughs> anyway. I, that's true. I think for Jenna, that's just kind of naturally, you know, she just naturally feels sympathetic towards the baby. But that that was not as natural for me until later kids. So that's I, just something to keep in mind, that the babies are not doing this to get under your skin and ruin your life. And that all these challenges actually make the whole experience overall more rewarding. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed that. We certainly enjoyed talking to them. Thanks, Scott and Jenna, for um, 
sticking with us. We know the audio quality wasn't perfect. That's our first uh, Skype interview we've ever recorded, so it was kind of crazy and and wasn't perfect. But we hope you you were able to get all the the gems that they had. So our social media question for this podcast episode is, what are your best tips for new parents? What, if you could go back and either tell yourself or tell people who are becoming parents for the first time your best tips and advice you ever got, um, or just things that you've learned, we'd love to hear it, and we will share it with our next podcast episode. So you can follow us on Instagram. We now have our own dedicated Instagram account. We are at... P-I-R-L podcast. So follow us. That's where we'll be posting all of our podcast or social media questions for the week. And as always, you can tweet me personally at at Alan T. Tanner. And I'm at Alexis Tanner 1. You can also find us online on my blog, learnaswego.org. Or email us at parentinginreallifepodcast at gmail.com. And for those of you still here that really want to support us and help us do what we do, you can find our Patreon account at www.patreon, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash P-I-R-L. And we'd love if you would um, even donate a dollar a month, and you can certainly drop out. (laughs) You know, you're not locked into anything, so we would love... Um, If you could help us reach, our first goal is to just get $25 a month. Um, If we can do that, then we can cover all of our hosting fees and um, launch our website. So it won't take a lot. Um, We think we can can get there with your help. And as always, thanks to our four kids for being kids. (laughs) Mm-hmm.